Okay, so growing up, or if you think of the media and, and the secular world, what is Christmas? Christmas is usually that 24-hour period from midnight tonight to uh, the end of the day on Christmas, December 25th, right? But we know as Catholics that the Christmas season is actually much more. So my question to you is when does Advent end and the Christmas season begin? Is it today? Is it now? Tonight. Tonight. After Vespers. That is the evening prayer of the church, the religious communities all around the world. We will be praying Vespers. <clears throat> we Marian Fathers will do it here today, tonight. And then we will have a community meal. But the actual Christmas season doesn't begin tomorrow. It doesn't begin, well, most people will tell you Christmas is from Thanksgiving to Christmas Day, because that's the time to shop. And most think that that is uh, when you then take down your Christmas tree. You've heard me say last year, no, we don't take down our Christmas tree on Christmas Day. Actually, we should be putting it up tonight. But if you have it up before then, and that's the worst thing you have to answer to before our Lord, you're in pretty good shape. So, um, but anyway, uh, we're still in Advent, a time of preparation for Christmas, but it is a different season. We're still in a different season right now. Advent ends and the Christmas season begins on the night of Christmas Eve. And so that's what we will recognize tonight. Now, Christmas Eve after Vespers and what follows is really Christmas. Now you could say the Christmas season and that, that is technically correct, but that's really when the Christmas decoration should be up. And how many people take them down the day after Christmas? It's actually when Christmas Eve is when we should put them up. But, you know, for practicality, we, we put them up before. But really, it's when it begins here on Christmas Eve. Now, when does it end? Well, the Christmas season has several parts. And I think it's, it's important that we recognize it because what is the meaning? And I want to explain that. All right, the first part of the Christmas season is the octave. You've heard me talk about octaves a lot. We are now going to enter in, starting on tomorrow, the octave of Christmas. This is the second most powerful time in the church after the Easter octave. And so the Christmas octave, that begins on December 25th, tomorrow. So that's the first day of the octave. The Easter, excuse me, the Christmas octave is tomorrow. December 25th, Christmas Day, day one. 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th, 31st, and January 1st, the eighth day. So important because that's a holy day of obligation. Now we celebrate Mary, the mother of God, because you can't separate Mary from Jesus. And although it's still a holy day of obligation, I think this year it falls on a Monday. And so the church does not mandate under the penalty of sin that you have to attend a mass service this January 1st on Monday, because if it falls on a Monday, it, the, the, the requirement to go to mass is abrogated, but it's still a good thing to do. Now, this makes up the Christmas octave. Now, why? Well, January 1st was the time we celebrated the circumcision. 
of Jesus, <clears throat> where he was circumcised eight days after being born. And this is perfectly why we do infant baptism, because Paul says baptism replaces con uh, circumcision. Now, circumcision was done after eight days that the child was born. Hey, makes pretty good sense that we do the baptism then too, infant baptism. So anyway, that used to be January 1st, the celebration of circumcision. Now we celebrate Mary, the mother of God. This is the proper feast of Christmas, those eight days. Well, what about Father, the 12 days of Christmas? I hear about that. Well, that's what we call Christmas tide, or you might remember Yule tide, singing the Yule tide carols. Um, Christmas tide or Yule tide is known as the 12 days of Christmas. And they also start the same eight days, but four more are included, 12 total, to be able to end on what? What day do they end? The Christmas tide or the Yule tide is from Christmas Day to what? Epiphany. Very good. Now, when is Epiphany? Ah, that's confusing because usually that's on January the 6th, but it is moved to the nearest Sunday. So this year, or I should say next year, but in a week or week and a half, it'll be on January the 7th, which is a Sunday. Now, when is, or what is the epiphany? The epiphany is a manifestation of God to man. That's what, it's really a theophany. It, it, that is, a theophany is when God reveals himself to man. The epiphany is a theophany. It is when God revealed himself to the Magi, the three kings. So now we call it Three Kings Day. And so this is where they come. But you know who came before the Magi? The Jewish shepherds. And so it's, it's a powerful time. Now the gifts of the Magi, you all remember those, right? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. What is gold for? What did gold represent? King. What did frankincense divinity, God, and myrrh, burial. His man, and he will be born to die as man. Now, the Christmas season, though, is not done. Does the Christmas season end at the Epiphany? Oh, come on, Catholics. No, it goes to what? Baptism of our Lord. Now, when is the baptism of our Lord? It's the Sunday after the Epiphany, unless you're in the year 2024. Because it can't go past a certain date, so guess what? We are celebrating the baptism in 2024 the next day. Monday, January the 8th. Now, what's so funny is I filmed this whole EWTN show last week about when our calendar was, and Joe McAleer, our editor, comes down and says, Father Chris, you got this all wrong because I forgot that you don't, the epiphany, the uh, baptism is always the Sunday after. I had had that in my mind. But this year, because it can't extend beyond a certain day, has to be on the Monday. So it was moved to Monday. And so you're gonna have a big couple days there, right, back to back. All right, now, the Christmas season though, let's keep it on the focus of Christ. 
You know, we get caught up in this stuff, and, and it's rightfully so. I mean, we talk about the Advent wreath, the power of that, and the beauty of that, the Christmas tree even, which we will then decorate. Um, you know, I always talk about the meaning of our symbols in our Catholic faith, because symbolism is important. Even the Christmas tree is a good example. Um, you know, you know where the Christmas tree comes from? Boy, what a wake-up call. We need to pray. Germany. Germany. All of this confusion going on with the German bishops and everything, mm, turn to the Christmas tree. The Christmas tree and what it represents. All right, it represented what? What did the Christmas tree represent? It represented what? The tree of life in the Garden of Eden. Not the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. This is not the tree that got Adam and Eve in trouble. People always think that Adam and Eve ate from the tree of life. No, they didn't. They ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They wanted to be like God to determine what is good and what is evil. And that's what we're doing today in our world, right? Oh, this is good. This is bad. Who are you to say? God tells us what's good and what is bad. And woe to those who call what is evil good and what is good evil. And so this is the tree of life in the Garden of Eden. And why is it green? Just like the, the wreath is because it's evergreen, because it never dies. It's eternal. Um, so what we have here is the promise of a savior that will come. The people then would hung wafers uh, from the tree. This started in Germany. Actually, it was used in plays. Um, but anyway, people would hang wafers from it to represent the Eucharist. And they, in time, developed into cookies. So they would hang cookies from the trees. Now, that became very interesting because... That connection with wafers really was the Eucharist. Now, every Eucharist is like Christmas. Why? Why is every time we celebrate Mass a mini Christmas? Anybody ever think of this? Why would you guess that every Christmas, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, every Eucharist, every Mass is like a little mini Christmas? Because the bread and the wine at the Mass are changed into the body and blood of Christ. What happened at Christmas? We received the body and blood of Christ, the Incarnation. So it is at Christmas that we received our Lord in body and blood, flesh, the Incarnation. What happens at the Mass? We receive our Lord in body and blood. It's like a mini Christmas. And so um, this is a, it's a, a powerful meaning to this. Now, we don't want to forget, too, about the candles. Candles used to be hung on the tree. Why? To represent, just like in the Advent wreath, Christ is the light of the world. And so those, over time, became Christmas lights. Now we string them and plug them into the light socket. And, uh, but they were originally candles, representing, like we have on the Advent wreath, Christ, the light of the world. And so, um, you know, when, when we look at the meaning, this, this is a holy tree, not a holiday tree. I mean, you know, the White House, you know, always talking about the holiday tree. You're missing the point. It represents a holy season. And so anyway, um, I'll finish with that story that, that, that I love. Uh, I, I, I don't even remember where I read this, but it always stuck with me. You know, the story that the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, was on their way to Egypt, 
and it was getting cold. I think it was, was this Mary of Agretta? I, I can't remember. But it was getting cold and they sought refuge in a cave. So they went into this cave and there a spider saw the baby Jesus. You know, there's a real tradition in the church that God communicates with animals. And they don't have rationally mortal souls, but God can do what he wants. Like the donkey of St. Anthony, right? When he was kneeling in front of the, the, the Eucharist. And it's really quite fascinating. But anyway, the spider saw the little Jesus. In fact, um, in our evening or our uh, prayers of the divine office, it talks about lions um, asking for their food from God. And, um, but anyway, the spider saw the little Jesus was cold. Because remember, the Holy Family was susceptible. God didn't put a bubble around them and allow them to, to withstand or, or be protected from all the adversities of life. Not at all. And so the spider saw that he was cold and wished to keep him warm. And the wind was blowing into the cave through the, the open cave. And so the spider um, spun a web to act like kind of a curtain spun a web over the, the door of the cave um, to act like a curtain. And so then what happened? Herod sent his soldiers after um, Joseph took the family to Egypt to flee from the killing of the children, which we're going to celebrate the Holy Innocents coming up this week. So anyway, uh, Herod's soldiers came to carry out his orders to kill all of the male children up to two years old. And they, tradition has, and I remember, please, this is a small t tradition. This is, where, Father, where is this in the Bible? No, no, no. This is just, you know, sola scriptura is not in the Bible. We have, this is what makes our faith so rich. It has tradition. This is a small t tradition. Nobody's telling you you have to believe this. But these are the beautiful stories of our faith. So anyway, tradition was that when Herod's soldiers came, they got to the cave and the one commander told the one soldier to go into the cave to check if there was anybody there to kill any of the children. If, you know, that was their mission, was to kill the young children. But the soldier saw the spider web over the cave door and said, well, gee, nobody's been in there forever. And so they went on their way. And so they, the spider that had spun the web um, protected Jesus. So here soldiers came to carry it out. Then they saw the web and they realized that nobody could have been in there because the web had not been torn. Um, so they left. And uh, just a nice little story. But do you know the, the reason I, I mentioned this? Because that's why we put tinsel on the tree. That's the story of how tinsel became part of the Christmas tree. So now you know the rest of the story, right? And so this is why I put tinsel on the tree uh, for the glittering tinsel streamers stand for the spider's web. And, um, and they stand for the spider's web. Uh, and the white, you know, sometimes we do it and we think of that. And uh, that's the hoarfrost because that was stretched across the entrance of the cave. So those are kind of the fun little parts of our tradition. But you know what? Tomorrow, I'll be celebrating um, the nine o'clock mass here, Christmas Day. Priests are allowed to celebrate three masses. So you can join us um, here at the National Shrine. Um, on our normal daily mass today, we have 1030 and two, but we also will have our midnight mass tonight 
here at the shrine. That'll be Father Matthew Tomini. He will be celebrant. Then I will be celebrating the 9 a.m. Christmas Mass. Uh, I will be the main celebrant tomorrow. But the priest is allowed to celebrate uh, three Masses, so I'll be doing the Midnight Mass. I'll get up early, do one in the, at dawn, and then the 9 a.m. So please join us. If you are homebound, please join us over the live stream. If, um, if not, please attend your services. Don't forget, Christmas is a holy day of obligation. And so um, if you go tonight at midnight, that does fulfill the obligation. Um, and I believe the vigil uh, too. So you could go this evening if you have a vigil mass. But um, you want to make sure that we get to our Christmas mass because the whole meaning and the reason that we have um, this whole time of the year is not gifts. It is the meaning of our Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, who then came in the flesh to live amongst us, suffer with us, die and resurrect to pave the way so that we too can follow. What a beautiful gift. You want to talk about gifts? The greatest of all is the gift of God's Son that gave us eternal life. So everybody have a very Merry Christmas and may God's blessing be with you and yours.
attention. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.